You're listening to True HR, the podcast that offers up authentic conversations on all aspects of human resources for both individuals and organizations. With over 25 years of HR experience, your host, Shannon Clark Johnston, interviews established and emerging thought leaders about HR issues and trends. So sit back and get ready for conversations that are real, authentic, and true HR. For any growing organization, there are many decisions to make when starting out. Given the fierce competition for talent these days, the pressure is on to keep employees engaged and productive, while at the same time, keeping focus on the company's business objectives. So, when's the right time for a growing company to hire HR staff? Should you hire someone full-time or just outsource? Do you really even need HR? If you're a potential candidate for a role in HR at a startup company, what questions should you ask? How can you ensure expectations are aligned when you accept this type of role? In this episode, I'll cover all these questions and more. My guest, longtime colleague Emily Donahue, is no stranger to working in HR at high-growth companies. With five-plus years of experience in people operations, Emily understands the unique challenges and rewards that come along with working at a startup organization. Join us as we answer some of the most commonly asked questions about HR in a high-growth environment. Before we get started into our topics, though, we have to catch up. For sure. We have to catch up. So um, tell me what's going on. Do you have anything you want to tell me about that you haven't told me in the last 52 times we chatted? Or, um. <laughs> well, today is St. Patrick's Day, um, and I totally mom failed, right? So uh, it is the day in which the leprechaun comes and wrecks your house, um, I think, is a new thing. Oh. Um, and I forgot. Uh, So you're supposed to do this for the children? Yes, right. And they have questions. What is the leprechaun? What does it look like? Is it a boy? Is it a girl? And I woke up and I was like, well, I have none of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't wreck the house. Mm -hmm. And I definitely uh, don't have the chocolate candies. So my mom failed. My mom failed today. Where did you hear this from? And who told you this? Because I've never heard of this before. Well, it's all over, right? So even in the kids' schools, like they walk in and all the tables are turned or the chairs will be down. And um, they expected the same thing in my and, home and, today. And, and I failed. So they, the leprechaun comes in, wrecks the house and gives chocolate. Yeah. And you're supposed this to is... trap him. Like you're supposed to build a trap. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't do that either. Okay. So, um, so it's like elf on the shelf but scenario, with but with a leprechaun. Okay. Yeah. And you didn't do it. Do you know, do you, can you make up for this? Can you do this this afternoon? They're thinking it might come during the day, yeah. which I still didn't do. So I might fail again okay. today, but okay. I'm okay with that. Well, this is a, I've never heard that before. That's great. That's yeah. good to know. Yeah. And what about you? Um, what about me? So last night, you might already know this. Um, I went out to dinner and I had Indian food. And so you might know it because you could probably smell. <laughs> I, I had I had I opened the refrigerator this morning with all the leftovers and I could it just came out like sort of hit me in the face. So I'm a little concerned about, you know, what I'm giving off. But it was delicious. Um, we were celebrating my stepdaughter's promotion at work. Oh, so congratulations. Was, uh, yeah, we had a really nice time. It was a, a really good place and um, kind of ate some things. I didn't know exactly what they were, but okay. everything was delicious. OK, so That's so awesome. loving on that. So apologies, in, you know, in advance. For OK, my, love it. Anything you might be, you know, getting from me today. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Yeah. So, um, so what are we going to talk about today? One of the reasons why we came here today, right, is like we talk all the time all the about time. human resources. Yes. Right. And so over the, I would say, last five years, mm-hmm. we've talked about all these things that um, 
are, are, are truly HR, but not enough people talk about them. But there could be, you know, C-suite executives or other human resources professionals or even just uh, like a student that mm-hmm. really wonders about HR. Um, so I'm excited to get together and start talking about these things because I think uh, other people might have these questions. Yeah. Or like the, we're going to officially talk about them now. For sure. We talk about them all the time. All the time. And you're right. And we don't we haven't done it in any kind of platform. So this is a first for us. But yeah. it's, it's super exciting because you're right. We talk about we talk about these things all the time. All the so time. It's um, I thought when we were thinking about doing this, we should start with something we know. Okay. Which makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. We shouldn't be talking about things we don't know. Right. So that, yeah. um, <laughs> we're really familiar with HR in startup and high growth environments, right? We've worked yeah. together at a few of the, those types of companies. And so we've um, seen a lot of postings, you know, recently on LinkedIn. Mm. I'm going to say maybe 40 to 50% of the postings that I see for heads of HR uh, are startup high growth in, uh, you know, organizations, right. right? Yeah. Do you agree? Do you think forward? Yeah, absolutely. Or? I think a, in, in a job search or out there looking, absolutely. I mean, you see these opportunities to be a head of HR, whether it be a CHRO or a director, right? And it's it's all about this this startup mm-hmm. concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, absolutely. There's a lot out there right now in that startup world, which we have three experiences together mm-hmm. in the startup world. So uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot out there right now. Yeah, I went on uh, the other day to look, you know, in preparation for this discussion. And so here's just a few of the things that I saw. Okay. These were from real job descriptions that I found super quick on LinkedIn. Uh, This is an amazing opportunity to join a fast growing startup on the ground floor. Right. Okay. We're looking for a first HR person who's going to join as our head of people. You're going to be the owner of all the rituals, processes, management and execution. Okay. All the things. Okay. All of the things. All the things. Um, The ideal candidate will have a track record of success working and influencing a fast paced entrepreneurial organization at all levels being highly influential, collaborative, and effective. Oh. More more of the things. More of all of the things. All of the things. Yes. So so they're out there. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. It didn't take long to find those. Um, and so I I thought uh, when we talked about doing this, this would be a great topic because, you know, from a company standpoint, who people who are hiring mm-hmm. folks in HR at mm-hmm. these types of companies and from an individual standpoint, maybe there were some things we can offer up. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, it really leans into this question, right? And we're talking about startup, mainly because that's really where we've been. But I think the question comes is, why are startups looking for HR support now. Mm. So what do you think? Why do you mm-hmm. think that right now is the time in which startup is is looking? It's mm-hmm. looking for that HR leader. Well, I mean, listen, I think I think when you're starting an organization, um, you know, it's, it's people. Right. It's people. And I and I do think that can quickly become unmanageable for the entrepreneur that wants to focus on his or her business. Right. right? And so as they're growing and they're they're they have plans to grow more, this is top of mind. I, I think and what I what I want to talk a little bit about is sometimes I'm not so sure the company uh, understands not only when they might need HR, but what that HR professional is going to do or that function is going to do for the organization. So what's the right time to bring somebody in, right? What kind of support do you need? Does it change when you have 50, 100, 150 employees? Um, And and are there situations where maybe HR is not needed at all? Mm. And what are those situations? At all. At all. Interesting, interesting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So do you, well, let's start there then. Right. Are there situations where, you know, a high growth company doesn't need an HR department? Well, I think it's a it's a very valid question, right? Um, and as human resources professionals, you even talk about it, right? You're like, is there a time in which a company doesn't need HR? Right. <laughs> um, I would say an HR department um, 
Potentially, but like before you, you know, stare me down, um, I think it's it's worth saying, right? I think HR should always be a part of the plan, mm-hmm. right? In some capacity. So um, in those beginning stages of human resources, I think that what needs to happen is you need to have some type of partner, right? Somebody that understands the vision of the company. Because in my mind, um, I think that HR should always really align back to the company's goals. Mm -hmm. And when you're starting up and you're thinking about who are we going to be one year from now, two years from now, three years from now, five years from now, um, you have to really think about your people and how you're going to get there. So I think that the partnership should really start in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't need your your head of people, but you absolutely need influence. Mm-hmm. I believe in the early days of the creation of of your company for sure. Yeah, a hundred percent agree that it has to tie back to the strategy and it has to tie back to the growth plan right. and what the timeline is for that growth plan. Uh, you know, often what I I see is you know organizations say, well. We don't really need help hiring. We know we know how to hire. Our people know. They know the culture. You know, we can just handle that on our own. Once we get to X amount of employees, then we'll bring somebody in. Right. Right. And then what happens in those situations is then they've just hired a bunch of people in a super short time frame, right? That may or may not align with the culture they want to have. Right. And hiring for fit is really it's a skill. Right. And it's something right. that I think an HR professional can really help an organization, you know, get to in a very um, constructive way when they're part, as you say, of the process from the beginning. Absolutely. And you just said a point that's that's really great. And I think I want to pause just for a second because uh, you said you're out there and you're hiring, you're bringing in all these people, right? But all of these people are coming from different cultures, mm-hmm. right? So maybe you're getting the best of the best of your talent. But guess what? All of this talent is coming from a different culture. Now you're defining yours, but you're bringing in cultures mm-hmm. from all over the place. How are you going to create your new culture, right? Mm-hmm. To help you grow. So I think it's absolutely important to be aware of this in the beginning stages, even if it's only five people. Mm-hmm. You could have five completely different experiences from a culture aspect. Um, and I think it's really important to have that conversation at the beginning. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, if it's five people, I don't I don't think either one of us is saying, mm-hmm. oh, bring in a head of HR no, no, immediately, no. right? <laughs> if you're going to hire Definitely another person, not. right? No. But at the same time, maybe you want you want somebody to consult with, Absolutely. right? Um, maybe you want some type of talent strategy uh, laid out so that you kind of Absolutely. have your you know, your blueprint for where you want to go. You know, I I remember you telling me, I'm going to call you out a little bit. I remember you (laughs) telling me about a story um, wherein you met a CEO, I believe it was, Mm -hmm. who did not believe in HR. It was a pretty decent sized company. I don't remember how many, right? And just 900. 900 people, right. Mm -hmm. And didn't believe in HR. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I had a CEO once tell me that, uh, you know, we're great. We're growing. We're in a, we have a great culture. We do have 120% turnover in a year, but we have great culture. Mm-hmm. Culture um, of and turnover. I said, well, yeah, culture of turnover. And I said, um, so what about your HR department? Mm-hmm. Right. And he said, no, 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 no. I do not want an HR department. And I said, why? Why don't, why don't you want an HR department? He said, HR departments create HR issues. Mm. And I thought to myself, Okay, right? Like, maybe, right? But the moral of the story is somebody else is handling those HR issues. Sure. Right? So even in his in his mind, he thought, well, if I don't have a real HR department, it just won't happen, right? Like, But the moral of the story is it was. It was happening everywhere. You could see it in the turnover. You could see it in people leaving for new opportunities. And um, it was very much so alive. So yeah, it was easier just to believe the fact that we just don't have an HR department uh, because HR creates HR issues. 
But the moral of the story is your accounting team is fixing it. Your management right. is fixing it, right? Other people are fixing it, not even factoring in the fact of like compliance and everything else that we know goes into HR, right. but it was easier just to pretend we don't have one. Sounds like yeah. someone was scarred, <laughs> right? Yeah. Somebody was scarred. Something happened there. And and then he thought that was a solution. I mean, listen, you know, there, I, and I'm sure he is not alone. No. Right? There no. are other companies. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we disagree with that particular perspective in terms right. of needing HR expertise. Um, it's it's really interesting how, you know, that there's that blind spot there. And like right. who in a, in a 900 person company, who's handling all those things right. that, that come up? Well, that's what we see what happens though, yeah. right? So you have the person, let's say, at the doctor's office at the front handling your HR, mm-hmm. or you have your senior management handling your HR. It's a side job. Exactly. It's just right. a side job. But um, there's other parts of HR besides just listening to people, mm-hmm. right? There's so much more to do. And what's happening is in the organization, it's happening other places. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the people that they're experts in their field, they're focusing on something that maybe they're not an expert on. Right. Um, so it is happening. Right. Whether or not you have it, it's going to happen. And right. it's about finding that right partnership. You know, and, that, and that makes me think of something too, when you, you know, when you um, look at these opportunities, I've had people in my network, you know, they, they, they go and they, and they interview for these types of roles and they're, they're told things like, well, you know, we don't really have any issues, no major problems. We just want you to like build a function and, you know, <laughs> and it's like, well, you know, what's been the history and, oh, no, we don't really, you know, we don't get, we don't have any complaints and mm-hmm. things are kind of running smoothly. We just want you to like modernize it. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, that, that HR, um, head of HR gets there and they are just consumed by emails and phone right. calls and meeting requests and, and everything is getting downloaded to him or her um, in a way that. I think creates this, you know, perspective that that CEO may have had that that the HR person is now creating, correct? You know, these issues because right. because they're there, and the reality is those issues existed before, uh, during, and after that HR person leaves, right? And right. so, so it's very confusing, I think, sometimes for management to understand, you know, well, why why are all my employees suddenly reaching out? I didn't have an HR person before. I had no right. issues. Right. Um, and the reality is they're looking for somebody to talk to and they're looking for someone to, um, you know, maybe give suggestions to and feedback to. And I think that often comes as a big surprise to management um, when they start up these functions. Right. And I think you're you're absolutely right, because when you're in your startup phase, right, uh, the moral of the story is HR starts the day you get people, right? That's right. So it, it, starts, it yeah. does start right away, right? Whether or not the issues are there, they are there, right? So um, when you think back to day one and when you finally are ready to bring in some HR support to your organization, there's a lot of stuff that's happened between the beginning and now, right? And so whether that's the baggage, right, or uh, things that have yet to been unveiled. Um, you have a lot to uncover as an HR professional. And I think a lot of times management um, isn't ready to hear those things because they they just weren't aware of the fact that they were there. Or yeah. for a long time, they've been able to just not hear it. And now, they're, now they are going to hear it. And I think it does fall onto the fact that now human resources is going to be that person that's going to mm-hmm. bring it forward. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and I think a lot about these conversations that, that HR professionals have in these types of interviews. And, you know, from both standpoints, right, you've got You've got the company who's going to spend a lot of money potentially on mm-hmm. a resource and uh, they're explaining the role in such a way that maybe doesn't align, you know, with with the reality of their situation, maybe because they don't know, mm-hmm. you know, they don't they don't know. Um, and then and they don't really know exactly what they want out of HR. Right. Uh, or what they see as success. And then on the other side, you've got the candidate who, you know, they're getting told a certain 
um, story about what's going on at the organization and they get in and and it's not aligned, right? And then often these relationships don't work out because right. there's this, this disconnect. So when we think about that, what are some of the things that on both sides of the equation you know, the company needs to think about when they're when they're debating whether or not they want to bring in an HR resource and what are some of the things that individual interviewing for these roles needs to think about? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the, the most important things to do throughout this the, throughout the process is really be transparent, right? Um, I think when we think about startup, people are like, we're creating, we're totally creating something. Um, but like we've mentioned just a little bit, the fact that things have already been, mm -hmm. they've been created, mm -hmm. right? So um, I think the most important thing from the employer standpoint is to make sure the fact that you're extremely transparent with where are you currently, right? We have where we've we been, where are we now and where are we looking to go, mm -hmm. right? Always. Um, so when they're thinking about starting to bring somebody in, I think it's important to be extremely honest with yourself about where are we and mm -hmm. where are we looking to go to make sure the fact that whoever is going to come in and be this partner for us is going to really know what they're up against. Mm -hmm. Because the worst thing that could happen is that uh, all parties aren't aware of what's really yeah. going on there. Yeah, yeah no, 100 percent. And I, and I think for me, what I'd love to tell the CEO or the senior leader who's thinking about hiring an HR professional is talk to your existing employees. Right. Talk to them, understand what is what are they think HR is? What would right. they like to see in an HR um, professional? Whether you're hiring, you know, a VP HR, or you're hiring an HR manager, whatever level you decide right. is right, which is a, kind of a whole other question. Um, talk to your employees first. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you know, I remember starting one of one of um, my head roles in, in one of these organizations and, um, you know, I was getting flooded with emails. It was like, constant and the company was not that big mm -hmm. and i remember my boss saying to me what are you always on your email for what, what's going and i'm like are you kidding you know there's just tons of questions about everything from benefits to employee relations issues that were coming up um people that wanted to give me their you know perspective on things that had or had not been done at the company and so they were just waiting for somebody to listen to them right Right. So as as a someone who's bringing in an HR professional, if you go and talk to your people and kind of at least gets like a temperature check on what their expectations are. And you may have your own. Right. 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 As, as a CEO or a senior leader in an organization. But I just I think that is um, an often overlooked piece Absolutely. of their analysis in terms of bringing this type of role in. Absolutely. I totally agree. And it's about bridging that, right? And your people are really is what human resources is there for, mm -hmm. right? Not, you know, not saying it's for the people, right? Because it's mm -hmm. also for the company. Mm -hmm. But it's it's true, right? So why wouldn't you want the input from the organization, right? right? And the people you've trusted, you're in startup stage, right? Mm -hmm. So really, it's the people that have been creating this with you. What do they need? What are their expectations? Mm -hmm. And what are your expectations, right? Uh, and making sure the fact that the person that you pick um, is going to be that that right partnership to accomplish what this organization yeah. is looking for. Yeah, absolutely. And then and then on the other side of it, there's the candidate, right? And the, this person that's um, going after one of these roles, one of those taglines from uh, LinkedIn that I read before. Uh, and and there's there is unfortunately, you know, there's often this, this sort of lack of alignment when they go and then when they start the role and what you know, what actually exists. So, you know, I was thinking about what kind of things do you ask or what what would you want to know as a candidate if you were going in for one of these roles? Yeah. Think? Wow. Gosh, where do we even start with that? <laughs> right. Um, I feel like we, we've had this conversation so much. But for me, um, going back to that, uh, what are what's currently 
in place, mm-hmm. right? I think we hear about these startups. We've gone through three mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, really what has been done, what has been uh, the human resources department before mm-hmm. my time, if there's none, if there was never one, that's okay, right? But how have you, how has it been handled up until this point, mm-hmm. right? Um, maybe somebody's going to say, oh, We've done nothing. Right. It's completely. But maybe there was what's somebody. The but what's yeah. the nothing? Right? <laughs> right. What was nothing? What are we up against? Right. Um, and so for me, it's having a, an authentic view of what human resources has looked like in this organization before me. Uh, it's OK to be a startup. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're in a startup for a long time. Right. So you could come into a startup two years in. Um, and they're still considered startup. Um, so what what's happened? Mm-hmm. Has there been other leaders before? Um, maybe you had somebody that was in operations, but then all of a sudden they're they're in HR, right? So what has really happened before I I've, I've been here in a, in a nice way, right? Um, to make sure the fact that you truly know is is this a, right. a, a startup or do we have some fixing to do? Yeah. So you got me right where I wanted to go, <laughs> which was building versus fixing. Yeah. Because I think yeah. that you, what what my network you know, and, and even myself, you know, here when we go after these roles is that it's building. Right. You know, it's building a function. Building. Even, even, even in those, again, those, those, those taglines, those mm-hmm. uh, job descriptions I read, it's building. Now you got a company that's, you know, what, two years old, mm-hmm. or three years old, mm-hmm. and they're telling you you're going to build a first department. Right. 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 I think that th- there really needs to be a distinction and, and, you know, getting at it in, of course, in a professional way between what is building versus what do I need to really fix? Because right. it's different from the approach and it's different on the other side of it, you know, because this is this is the sort of inherent tension between the entrepreneurial spirit and HR, wherein, you know, HR often is viewed as sort of, you know, kind of being a pain in the neck to right. put all these processes and procedures and right. clients things in place, right? I, I want to write my goals on the back of a cocktail napkin. <laughs> I don't want to fill out your form. Right. Um, so so you have to know what you're getting going into it because if you're going to be doing a lot of fixing, it's totally natural and normal to be doing that. But you have to know that, right. I think, as the you know HR professional. And I think the company needs to be clear on that because there's going to be some pain points right. when you're fixing, when you're building too, but a lot Absolutely. more, I think, when you're fixing. Well, I think when you're also fixing, not to to touch on that too much, but when we're fixing, um, things have happened over time, right? So your your senior leadership team, your management, they've, uh, let's say performance manager, they've already done things a certain way, right? So now you come in and you're like, I have this really great process. Well, what if this company doesn't love process, mm-hmm. right? And then it's like, I can give you all the right tools, but is this really what we're looking for? Like, what's been done, mm-hmm. right? So uh, because the moral of the story is they did function before you, right? Mm-hmm. So it's absolutely important to understand, am I fixing this? Right. Like, and, and what does the company really want? want to fix, right? Maybe they really love just having performance management be like, hey, yeah, like, mm-hmm. this is great. Everybody just gets an increase. And we're great. We're great. Are you really looking for somebody to come in and make a change? Right. Mm-hmm. And that starts with those those conversations. And I think often more than not, we we find a lot of fixes, right? A hundred percent. Lots of fixing. And and again, I mean, it, that's okay. Absolutely. If you know, that's what's needed. And And to your point, I think you know, for leaders who are hiring these roles, it's it's okay to say, listen, here are the things we want to fix or right. we want to build. Right. And here are the things we don't. Right. And because I think that that tension only gets worse when that HR professional is brought on and and thinks they're you know sort of under one set of you know goals, mm-hmm. only to find out that the organization's really resistant to it. And and again, that might be okay. Right. Um, but there's just that lack of alignment again. Absolutely. Right. And that, that this comes down to like. Just, just 
it just doesn't work. And, and, and more, more, um, often than I'd like to hear, I do hear through my network about these types of roles lasting, you know, 12 to 18 months. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there's lots of reasons for it, but I think a lot of times it does come back to that. It's this, just a lack of, um, sort of agreement on expectation. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's a begin and it starts at the beginning. It starts at really defining with your management team uh, what that looks like moving forward. Yeah. I think that should happen in the in the early stages, right? Um, because, like you said, twelve month, eighteen month assignments that come that comes and goes, and then guess what? They likely need somebody else, right? Right. So let's get this right, right? Let's get exactly. it right, get it right from the beginning. Yeah, and so in speaking of that too, you know, there's so much talk. Everybody wants to have a formula for <laughs> when you bring somebody yeah, in, right? Well, it's X number of employees. I mean, I think. You know, I looked on the Society for Human Resources Management, okay. our friends at Germ, okay. and their data is, you know, I think 1.4 to 100. A lot of people use 1 to 100 mm-hmm. for their ratio. You could go on and on and on about it. What do you think? What what if you had to do? You ha- do you have to pick a number? If I don't it did, know. What would it I, be? Think, what? I think it would be foolish to have an exact number, mm-hmm. right? Because every organization is going to be slightly different, mm-hmm. right? And and just because you don't, you're not ready for a full time or going to say full time HR person doesn't e- mean that you don't need HR assistance, exactly. right? So for me, I think it's in those early early stages, right? Um, and I would argue that all day long. Um, but to somebody else, maybe it is as you get closer to a hundred. But when you get close to a hundred, think about that. Mm-hmm. Think about the compliance that you're mm-hmm. in now, right? You're you're 50. close. You're over 50, you're mm-hmm. you're real close to 100. I mean, start thinking benefits, start thinking, right? Are you a large employer? So uh, while 100 doesn't feel like a lot, it's a, it's, a it's lot, a lot, right? When it comes to a compliance standpoint. Uh, so I think, f- I honestly personally think far before that. Yeah. Um, and I, I would I would likely argue that I think in the beginning stages, you need at least some sort of partnership right? Um, to make sure the fact that you're going to have the right tools to get to 100 mm-hmm. is how you're going to get to 100. Like, right. How 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 are you really getting uh, and there? A, and a good 100. And a, right? and a good 100. Right. right? Um, so I think it's important very early on. If you want to grow, you, if you expect to grow, get your partnerships and get them yeah. early. I think it's far before 100. Yeah, and I think that's an often missed opportunity where there's this thinking that you have to bring on, you know, a full-time HR person, you know, and it's, it's at a hundred or it's at 75 or whatever, whatever it is. And I think you're right. You can form some partnerships super early on. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, HR comes in all shapes and sizes in terms of, you know, project work or, you know, interim, interim uh, HR support. And, uh, you know, if there's certain things you want to roll out, get on that with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of consulting and so forth. So it doesn't have to look a certain kind of way. Absolutely. But I agree with you. By the time you get to 100, guess what? Not only... You know, do you have certain practices and processes that are already in place, whether mm-hmm. you know it or not? You also have a culture, absolutely, that you've created, right? That you now may want to change, right? Because it's if you don't state what it is and you don't work towards that, it will form on its own, right? And that's just the way you know employees work, absolutely. I mean, I was just talking to a friend um, who works at a company who's grown seven times its side through acquisitions um, in in the last few years, right? And so you think about that, and, and it weighs into to what you were saying, right? You have um, you've, you've grown to 100, right? But we alluded to it in the beginning of the conversation. Uh, but now you have all these people from different organizations mm-hmm. who are used to a handbook, who are used to compliance, who are used to really robust benefits, mm-hmm. who 
are used to all of these perks, right? And you want top talent. And let's be real. It is 100% an employee's market. They can yep. go out right now. They can find the position. They can really move on. So I think it's really important um, to not lose that top, top talent. And when you're going to when you're going to recruit it, it's, it's about uh, how are we going to to keep up with those larger organizations, right? Um, so I think it's really important to be aware of those things because people, your top talent's going to expect great things. Mm-hmm. Um, and are you ready to do that for them? Yeah. Are you ready to give them the tools so they feel like this company, even at its startup stages, is going to make it? You, you, you raise a really good point about where people come from. You know, where Correct. does your staff come from, right? And and so I, I've had this conversation before, probably with you <laughs> before, <laughs> but with others as well about, you know, is everybody, is everybody right for a startup environment, right? When right. you're hiring. So there's another, mm-hmm. you know, culture fit type of situation and right. where you're at. Uh, you know, I think not. I think I think startup high growth is for a certain yeah. mindset. Right. Um, yeah, maybe a little entrepreneurial spirit, but also somebody who does okay with limited resources Correct. or, you know, um, is, you know, able to kind of be super adaptable and flexible. I think there's certain attributes that, you know, employees need. And so there is another point to how you hire. Yes, it's great to have someone come from a steady state company, maybe, you know, been around a while because they kind of maybe see the end game and what it's supposed to look like. Right. On the other hand, if they're coming in with certain notions about resources that are available to them and timelines and things that don't align, it's uh, it's some it's a challenge. It can be a challenge. Right. But it's another reason you may want an HR you know professional involved to Absolutely. recruit, hire, onboard in a way that aligns with the culture you want. Right. Because I think so often when we think about high growth, right, we, we've been there, we know it. Um, and you think of startup, it's uh, people are really looking. I think the number one thing is like resiliency. You hear it across mm-hmm. the board, right? We need resilient people who really understand, right? Who mm-hmm. really understand what it's like uh, to be in this startup high growth type of world. Uh, but guess what? Those are your strong people. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've been in startup before, but that startup grew, right? And it's going to have some things that maybe you don't, right? Mm-hmm. And so it could be a really great fit. And I always say this, you can be a really great fit for a company, um, but maybe that company's not a really great fit for you. Right. Right. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. Correct. Or maybe you don't (laughs) want to. Maybe you're at a point in your career where you're like, okay, like, that's cool. But like, I've had these things and these are the things that I expect, you know, moving forward. So uh, I think it's really important to be honest with yourself. Like, you're going to get great people. You are. But you've got to be great to your people back. Mm -hmm. I mean, people are still going to have expectations. So I think it's really important to understand that Mm -hmm. in your beginning early stages. You're going to get that talent, but what are you going to do to keep them? Yeah. yeah. And how do you, you know, well, we talked a little bit about it with the candidate interviewing for these kinds of roles. Mm-hmm. You know, how does that candidate, you know, they have to ask the right questions. Right. And sometimes, like we just said, you know, the answers aren't always necessarily aligned. You know, mm-hmm. my thinking is to at least try to speak as a candidate to some of the employees working in the organization. Absolutely. Right. I think that's a really helpful way and not yeah. just people that might be in HR. Right. Right. Oh, right. Absolutely. I, I think one of the best interviews I've ever had is when the organization said, you know what? Talk to 
talk to some other people. We would love to. And I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, I've already been through four, (laughs) through four interviews. And now you want me to go ahead. And it's, but it's like, but really in a pause, Mm. wouldn't you want to talk to the person uh, that is going to either be doing the same thing as you or maybe something vastly different, right? What's the culture, right? Is this the really the right fit for you? And I agree. I think one of the best um, processes that I've ever had um, is when I really did get to speak Mm -hmm. to the organization, especially as a human resources professional. Absolutely. I think it's important. And again, across functions, if you can get a little sampling as Mm -hmm. a candidate who's thinking about maybe taking on one of these roles. And and listen, I mean, you know, it can be super rewarding um, experience to head up uh, or be a part of um, a startup or high growth HR function. Absolutely. I mean, y- you never flexed your HR muscles as much as when you're <laughs> it, you know, like that's it. Yeah. So it can be really rewarding. Um, but at the same time, I think you need to go into it knowing exactly what you're getting or as much as you can. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Because I think in human resources too, it's always hard to define, right? Yes. What, what is, I mean, listen, maybe talk about this another time, but what is HR? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) another another podcast, but really what is is HR? And um, I think as a human resource professional, you go in, you know all the things that you have to do. Um, And so I think it's important to know what are going to be the things that I'm going to be focusing on um, going into this organization and what's going to be important to make them grow. So I guess maybe a conversation for another day, but uh, yeah. Well, you got me thinking about that because it's so interesting that I think HR has been around for a long, long time. I don't have statistics on that, mm-hmm. but a long, long time, right? Mm-hmm. And still, I feel like we have evolved as a, as a function, but we're still explaining absolutely what it is. <laughs> you know, nobody yeah. asks the CFO to explain what finance does for the organization Correct. or legal or IT or, right, yeah. any, any other right. function that I can think of, marketing. You're not defining it. And so I think we are, it's a bit unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying we shouldn't explain, right. Right. all right, uh, to some extent. I actually had, uh, I had an experience with a, f- with a colleague, um, at one of these organizations sit, you know, we had lunch and, and, um, this person said to me, maybe you should have like a presentation that you give. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. 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 To the organization right. about what HR does. And I, you know, I didn't say anything offensive, but I did have this thought like, well, why don't you have that? Right. Like, why, right. why don't you do that? What do you do? <laughs> right. Because I mean, and you know, listen, I get it. I get that you want some context and understanding why Absolutely. HR functions being built in an organization. And I, and I have thoughts on that. But at the same time, you know, it's it's not all the HR, you know, professionals role to explain it to people that have likely been in organizations where right. HR has existed. Right. Right. I think that the reason that can happen is, again, back to that lack of alignment on why you're bringing the HR professional in. Right. Because that is a group effort uh, to explain whether it's the CEO, other colleagues, the executive team collectively explaining what this function is going to do for the organization. Right. It's, it's left to the HR person to Just kind defend of defend it. themselves. Defend it. And then it becomes yeah. defensive, right? And I think, like, let's be honest, let's call it what it is. I think a lot of organizations look at human resources and they're like, that's just an expense. Yeah. Like, right. It's just, how is it impacting the bottom line? Like you're expensive. Right. And that's uh, honestly, right. you, don't make many, money. you don't make money. Um, and I think aligning that from the beginning. Right. And like you said, setting that expectation. No, this, this is how you align it. And this is what we're looking to accomplish. But more often than not, you, you do find that people don't really know. Don't know what is human resources right. doing for this organization? Which is, which is, gets back to the, again, you know, it's then that, creates the disconnect between the person who's coming to you with 20 years of HR experience 
And then kind of feeling like, well, I have to sort of explain this. Right. There are ways to explain aspects of HR. Right. Um, and, you know, in terms of money, like how good HR can actually save a company right. hundreds of thousands of dollars, which we've done. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so there are ways to, quote unquote, explain it. I just thought it was such a funny comment yeah. that nobody else on that executive team would have received. Right. Like, why don't you hold a presentation and go explain what you IT to yeah. the organization now, right? right? So right. it's a little bit of a tough, um, a tough situation. I think that we're in sometimes, oh, but right. a more communication is better. And I always feel, you know, this about me, and I think you feel the same. It's like just tell me the good, the bad, and the ugly. Absolutely, tell well, us we're me here now. Support, yeah. right? And that's what we're here to do. So let me help you, help me help you, right? right? It's like I'm going to do the things, right? We're going to do this together. It's going to be a partnership, but let me know where we are, yeah. right? And let me yeah. know where we're going. Yeah, or, and I and I think that's. That's what I would, you know, the advice that I would give to anybody else on both sides, on both sides Absolutely. of the equation. You know, right. you want to know all about that candidate and what he or she's going to bring to the table and they need to know about you and what you're going to, you know, Absolutely. what you're going to bring as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, I I guess we should just leave with some deep thoughts. Okay. Deep, um, deep, deep, very deep super deep um, thoughts on that you would leave, whether it's for a company or the candidate um, or to just the audience in general on advice to startups, advice to people looking to get involved in yeah. startups and, and high growth companies. And Absolutely. Uh, I think it goes for both the, the company and for the HR professional. I think that you really need to view HR as a partnership, right? And I think the more often you see it that way, the better you're going to grow, the quicker you're going to grow. Um, and I really, truly believe that with the right partnerships, with the right people, you're going to be able to accomplish the things that you're setting out to do, right? So in those early stages, when you're when you're goal setting and you're thinking about what's next, pick your partners, pick them wisely mm -hmm. and trust them, right? Because I think uh, get the experts, let them do it with you um, and and really make sure the fact that you you see this as a equal partnership uh, to really get you guys where you need mm -hmm. to go. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I would say be honest, you know, both sides. Right. Um, if you're a candidate looking to get into one of these organizations, be honest about your tolerance for, you know, that kind of maybe not so clear, you know, um, tons of time kind of um, right. role. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're somebody hiring that person, you know, really be honest about all of the the good and the bad and, and, and what's going on in the organization, what needs help and the support that you're going to give that that HR function, person, et cetera. You know, um, honesty to me is, you know, of utmost importance when getting involved in any kind of role, whatever you're getting hired for, and just being upfront and clear about that from the beginning. I love it. Love it. I love it. Well, it's been so great chatting with you. Um, and hopefully um, the audience enjoyed as well. Yeah. Right. Thanks so much for okay. joining us. Thank you. Well, that does it for another episode of True HR. Thanks for joining us. If you're interested in learning more from True HR, head over to our website at true-hr.com where you can sign up to receive free tools and resources and learn more about our coaching and consulting services. 